Here we are again, and Moses is repeating the law to Israel for a second time. Moses repeats the moral law, or as we know it, the Ten Commandments, we find in Exodus 20 in Deuteronomy 5. He also repeats laws about, number one, how we ought to worship God, number two, where we ought to worship Him, and number three, when we should worship Him. The law is repeated in chapters 5 through 26. No judgment now, because how many times do you need to be told something sometimes? I know I need a lot. Those laws are passed down to the new generation, along with the Ten Commandments, sacrifices, and special days. People who obey the law will receive blessings, and you'll find all that right here. While those who break it are doomed to famine, and you'll find that here. Go check it out. You'll see. And let me know what you think in the comment. I answer all of them. Law follows grace. God redeemed Israel before he gave them his law to follow. God saved Israel not because of their obedience to the law, but because of his promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God saw their affliction and cared enough to deliver them from their hardship and created a law to protect them from exile and affliction in the future. In chapter 18, Moses warns the young generation about abominable practices. He said it quite frankly, just like this. When you come into the land that the Lord your God is giving you, you shall not learn to follow the abominable practices of those nations. Now, what were some of those practices, you might ask? It's pretty rough, but I'll put them on the screen for you, one by one. Child sacrifice fortune-telling, divination, omen interpretation, sorcery, mediums, inquiries of the dead. Wild stuff, right? Here's what he said what would happen if you kept doing these things. Read this. For whoever does these things is an abomination to the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord your God is driving them out before you. As God's chosen, you are to worship Him and Him alone. And you need to be alert to that even today, for these practices just like this tend to creep up even into the church. So be sober-minded and discern well. Amen? If you agree, let me know with an amen in the comment. I answer all of them. All of these laws that have been mentioned are there to protect God's people but it's also there to reveal to them that they are not perfect and that they need a savior. That's a teaser. We constantly view the law or religion part of the Bible as something so negative that in today's world, we totally don't even give any thought to it. But we need to remember that Jesus said he has not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. Skeptical? I'll show you. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot will pass from the law until all is accomplished. The law 
is not a means to salvation for us, but Jesus is. The law is there for us to obey, not because we get anything out of it, but because it honors our relationship with God and the relationship we have with fellow believers and basic human beings. In chapter 18, 15 through 22, Moses promised that God would raise up a prophet singular. On the one hand, the singular noun refers to the single prophetic office filled by numerous prophets. That's indicated in verses 21 through 22, which also gives instructions for distinguishing between true prophets from false prophets or fakes. Now, you can be certain that this process is still useful today if you're ever in question about a prophet or a prophecy. Now, here's how the Bible says you can root out the fake. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brothers, and I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I command him. And whoever will not listen to my words that he shall speak in my name, I myself will require it of him. But the prophet who presumes to speak a word in my name that I have not commanded him to speak, or who speaks in the name of other gods, that same prophet shall die. And if you say in your heart, how may we know the word that the Lord has not spoken? When a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the word does not come to pass or come true, that is a word that the Lord has not spoken. The prophet has spoken it presumptuously. You need to be afraid of him. Quick tip. The feasts that were mentioned in the book mostly point to the future work Jesus would do for his people, you. Like the lamb at the Passover in chapter 16. Jesus is the sacrifice or atonement for our sins. Like the feasts of unleavened bread, yeast represents sin and therefore was not allowed in their bread for that period during the feast. And finally, the cross. Let's see if you catch where this one is going. Read along on the screen. And if a man has committed a crime punishable by death, and he is put to death, and you hang him on a tree, his body shall not remain all night on the tree, but you shall bury him the same day. For a hanged man is cursed by God. You shall not defile the land that the Lord your God is giving you for an inheritance. A hanged man is cursed by God. That's verse 23. Since God didn't bring Israel into the land to curse them, but to bless them, that's chapter 7, verses 12 through 16, check it out, God required that the body of a cursed, hanged man be buried on the same day of his death so that the curse would not remain in the land of Israel's inheritance. Chapter 21, verse 23. The land that was promised to Abraham. This principle reaches its culmination with guess who? Christ Jesus. After his crucifixion, Jesus' body was taken down from the cross and buried on the same day. You'll see that in Mark chapter 15, verse 43. 
In parallel with what you just read on the screen in Deuteronomy, and in contrast to what happened to Judas, you remember him, which you can see here. And a bit more right here. In the beauty of the gospel, however, Jesus was cursed and hanged on a tree, not because of his own sin, but because of yours. He was condemned in your place as your substitute. The purpose of this was that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come to us. Galatians chapter 3, verse 13 through 14. All those who trust in Christ, whatever their ethnic background, share in the eternal blessings of this gospel. Christ redeemed you from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for you. Remember the scripture, brothers and sisters, cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree, so that through Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come to you so that you might receive the promised spirit through faith. In case you need that reference again, it's right here. In this message, we need to remember the things that the Israelites went through and what they were told. We should also remember that God is not only just a lawgiver shaking his hard fist trying to crush us, but he is also a caring God who provides you a way out of your suffering. Lord, may you bless your word today. Amen and amen.